Hi there, it's Kathleen here, and welcome to The Gathering, bringing God into everyday life. Let me encourage you to not just listen, but partner with God and practice what He speaks to you. You can access more information about me, my newspaper articles, upcoming events, contact me, or purchase my book, Thriving Through Seasons of Grief, on my website at www.kathleenmaxwellranby.com. This podcast is now in 28 countries, and people have donated so that you can listen free. Will you consider paying it forward for someone else by giving a one-time or monthly gift? Simply click the button that says Become a Patron or Patronage at the top of the podcast. And don't forget to click the like or follow, and you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. Enjoy the podcast. Well, hello, this is Kathleen, and today... At the gathering, bringing God into everyday life, we are going to talk about pushing away weariness. Um, Weariness, my goodness, I think it's a problem right now. I really do. I have noticed in just this past week of talking with different people and ministering to them, um, I had four different people I talked to, three of them from out of state and one of them out of the country. And just this past week, all of this just happened this past week. And in my time praying with them and talking with them and ministering to them, one of the things I noticed is that in some capacity about something specific in their life, they had really gotten weary. They were exhausted and tired. And I think some of it was physical and um, as well as you know, when we're dealing with stuff, it can emotionally wear us out and even mentally because we're playing the scenarios and different things over and over in our head. And I just noticed a isolation, but in them and all of them as I was praying for all of them a few days ago, but I also noticed a weariness. And so I want to address that today and talk about that. Because what do we do when we're tired, weary, and we need refreshing? Um, You know, what happens is when weariness sets in, it makes us want to give up on different things in our life. It can make us want to give up on the ministry that we're doing or a goal that we had. Um, I have one lady contact me this week and She was just telling me that um, I had written an article about weariness and she had read it in one of the newspapers. I did do that recently and she just said she was building the house and was just exhausted because of all the delays and supply chain and um, just people not wanting to work and things were just taking a longer time than she had had planned and she just wanted to give up but in the article I wrote it had helped and encouraged her and you know life in general can wear us out people getting physically mentally emotionally exhausted because chasing kids um, stuff at work just the hecticness of our schedule I think here in America that Americans tend to live a pretty hectic lifestyle um, where there's other places in the world that value rest, I think, more than we do as Americans. And, you know, there's unrest in our world and adversity, uh, just things with the pandemic. And I've heard people sighing frequently 
or say, oh, I'm just tired or worn out. And I know this past weekend, we had a very, very busy weekend, extremely busy compared to our normal weekends. And I found myself just, man, being spent by Sunday afternoon. I really, really was. And I thought, I've got to rest. I've got to kind of regroup. And so I set some boundaries around uh, my life on Monday just so I could recharge a little bit. Um, but I want to tell you a story. Um, a few years ago, I had a woman call me. And actually, let me rephrase that. I did talk to her, but she texted me. I happened to be standing on the front porch. I had an electrician there at my house fixing um, an exterior light. And I was talking to him. And I had my phone in my hand. Well, I normally don't look at or, or get um, or check Facebook Messenger. But because my phone was in my hand, I did get um, a quick alert that you see and then it's gone. And it was from someone that had contacted me through Facebook Messenger. And the text read, I just want to give up on life. It's too hard and I'm in a mess. And so I quickly excused myself from the technician, the electrician technician that was there and discovered who it was. And I hadn't heard from this woman in probably five or six years. She was one of my former clients. And I quickly text her because I was very concerned and said, can you send me your phone number so we can visit? Because I wanted to get her help. If I couldn't help her, I wanted to get her in touch with somebody that could. And um, so she con she sent me her, her number and I contacted, I called her real quick and you know, found out the situation. And, you know, after a little bit of time of talking with her, I determined that she really was okay, safety-wise. I didn't need to send the police to do a well check or anything. And, you know, she had an element of peace. And then we were able to talk about just a strategy to move forward in her life because there was so much going on and it really, really was overwhelming. And I was so grateful that she reached out and called and she knew where she could call. She just gave me one of the sweetest compliments. She said, Miss Kathleen, she said, I knew that no matter what the mess, you would love me. And, um, so anyway, and I'm happy to report that she's gotten her life on track and things are much different than where she was. But, um, you know, the thing that I saw is that Jesus wants to give us hope, but Satan wants to wear us down. He wants to kill. He wants to steal our life. He wants to keep us from doing what we're called to do. And suicide is on a... I think I saw somewhere in the news just a, an all-time high. And that is what Satan does, kill, steal, and destroy. And sometimes people can feel like there is no way out of this mess. And so if you're feeling like that, I just want to offer you hope because there is hope in Jesus. John 10.10 10 says, The thief comes only to kill, steal, and destroy. But I've come that you might have life and life to the full. And that's what God has for us. But sometimes we need people to come alongside us and love us and help us. 
And sometimes we just need to vent. And so what do you do when you feel like giving up and you're weary? Well, I have found four things that have helped me when I feel weary or want to give up in an area. Uh, sometimes technology can challenge me and there's so many different things I'm learning. It's not my strong suit. It's necessary for what I do. Um, definitely a big learning curve for me, but sometimes I can get in, in some kind of pickle and can't seem to figure out the way to move forward. And that's when I have to go and chat it out with the Lord um, and find help. But I think the number one thing is go to the Lord and pour out your heart. You know, Jesus is the one person and, and God and the Holy Spirit that are all available to us at any time. I may not be available to someone that needs me, but Jesus is. I may not be available to my adult children if they need to talk about something, but Jesus is. Um, I may feel isolated and alone, but God is always there for me to talk to. And that gives me great joy. Sometimes when I'm feeling lonesome, just to begin to talk to the Lord, you know, Lord, this bothers me. This concerns me. Lord, I need you to fix this. And just having that conversation, sometimes audibly, is what we need to do. But pour out your heart to the Lord. Because sometimes when we talk through things or we verbalize them, it helps us to realize what is really going on in our life. And, you know, the psalmist poured out his heart to God. In Psalm 119, verse 28, it says, David said, My soul is weary with sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. And I know in my days of grief, it was so lonely. And I so missed processing, verbally processing things with my late husband. And that was a big switch for me. And you know, sometimes I would just sit in my chair and would just pour out my heart to the Lord. You know, we can be honest with him. He knows the worst about us anyway and loves us anyway. We can pour out our heart. So let me encourage you to run to the Lord, number one, because he's always available. Sometimes I might need somebody to pray with me and I might call them and they're busy or they call and they don't answer the phone or you know, my husband's very covered up at work and he can't talk, but God, we can always talk to God. And I know that seems very simplistic, but David did that in the Bible over and over. If you read in Psalms, he poured out his heart. He's, and it says, my soul is weary with sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. And that leads me to number two, which is go to the Bible because it supplies wisdom, strength, and hope. And those are all things we need in our everyday life. And running to the Word, having some time alone with the Lord, it helps us get a clear focus again and gets our mind on positive things to help us navigate in life. Isaiah 40 verse 29 through 31 says, He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youth will grow tired and weary, and young men will stumble and fall. But those whose hope is in the Lord will renew their strength. 
And it says in the, the uh, King James Version of that scripture, they that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. Actually, I think that's a different passage, but it talks about waiting. And that, that passage, waiting means to bind us to, to, and that binding is a strengthening. So when we go to the Bible, when we seek the wisdom, the strength, and the hope that comes from it, it can refuel us and refresh us. And, you know, that was something in these, the four women that I talked to just this past week that I encouraged them. I said, you're tired. You need to get alone with the Lord and hear what he has to say about this situation. And that's so key in our lives. Sometimes what we need is just some good, quiet time, not praying, but just sitting there with Jesus and saying, Lord, I'm here. I need you to fill me up. I'm tired. I'm weary. I need your perspective on everything. What can happen is if there's been trauma, I worked with a number of women in my uh, career at the Christian Women's Job Corps and in social work, uh, working with disadvantaged youth. And what happens is when there's been trauma in someone's life, there can happen what is called hysterical historical in other words there's something in their history that causes them to be so overwhelmed they almost get hysterical and then they can't get back to where they were and I think that time alone with the Lord is one of the best antidotes and sometimes we need just maybe some good worship music just turn on Christian music sitting and just resting. I remember one time in my life years and years ago, um, I was so mentally, physically, emotionally exhausted from a big, big trial I was going through that all I could do was sit in my backyard to watch, you know, my kids and take care of them. But I just had that worship music going like an IV. And sometimes that's exactly what we need. The third thing that when we're tired and we're weary and we need to just regroup, call a friend, call your pastor, call someone that you trust and someone that can pray with you. Don't try to do things all alone. Isolation is one of the enemy's big tactics. And that's a military war tactic. You know, if you can isolate part of an army, if you can isolate a person or a soldier, then they're like a sitting duck. You know, they're easy to take out. And we have to be so careful as a body of Christ to not be so isolated. We need to connect with each other. We need to get together with one another. And I think often what happens is it's our pride that keeps us from asking for help. And so lay down your pride, get the help that you need. Price, pride keeps us isolated in our problems and there's strength and synergy when two or more pray together. I think it says somewhere in Deuteronomy, one can put a thousand to flight, but two can put 10,000 to flight. So there's a synergy that happens when we have people to work with us and God designed the body of Christ to work together. That's why he says the body of Christ. Um, so I give that to you too, to just ponder and consider. The fourth thing is 
rest is a weapon. And I heard this from Graham Cook years ago, and it really resonated with me. Um, I was caregiving for my mom. I had an awful lot going on. I was working in social work. I was raising a teenager. Um, I was doing an, an awful lot in that point, and I had to take time in doing a capital campaign. I had to take time to rest somewhere in the middle of all that. And it's almost like a, you know, like there is no way when you have that many things going on at one time, but rest is a weapon. And we handle things much better when we're recharged and we're rested physically and emotionally. And so what do you need to do to recharge yourself? I think sometimes it can be different things for different personalities. Some people need a good book, curl up, and don't want anybody around. Other people need to do, you know, they're more people, a people person, and they need to do something that is refreshing, maybe with their spouse or a, a good friend. But resting in a capacity of just resting to where you're not giving out. And I think as ministers, that's something we really have to guard and protect because we're all going to handle things much better when we're rested and recharged. It's just like a child, um, little kids. I was around my grandkids recently and we had a fabulous time. We took them all to the beach and man, the first day they played so hard, <clears throat> everybody uh, was going and blowing and running on the beach and having fun. And the second day they did that. Well, man, by that third day, they were pretty tired. And you could kind of see it on their little faces. And, you know, for children, you definitely see those outbursts in things. Um, I didn't see it in any of my grandkids. I think it was, you know, our trip was over and everybody was headed to the car. But I think much longer we would have seen some meltdowns because they just needed more rest than they were getting because we were having such a great time. I love Matthew 11, verse 28 through 29. And it says, it's one of my favorite passages, but it gives us very clear advice. It says, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced ribbons of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn how to live freely and lightly. Wow, what a powerful, powerful word. And that's Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 through 29 in the message version. Fabulous, fabulous um, interpretation, I think, of that scripture. You know, religion can wear a person out because you're doing, 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 doing. But relationship with a living Savior, talking to Him, walking with Him, is refreshing. Jesus is refreshing. So spend some time with Him this week. You can just take your <coughs> coffee or your tea or whatever you like and just sit and be. And open your heart to Him and let Him come and fill you up. Meditating on His great love, 
always refreshes a weary soul. So I want to pray for you right now as we close. Lord, you're so good and you're so kind. And Lord, I thank you for rest. I thank you that you even created the Sabbath, Lord, so we could have a day when we can rest and just be with you. And so for those weary, those wanting to give up in life, those tired, worn out because of life and whatever's going on in their life, Lord, come and let hope anchor their soul. And Father, refresh them. Help us to all, Lord, turn to you and push away weariness because it strips us and tears us down. And Lord, you've come so that we can have life and life abundantly. So I bless each listener. I bless the leaders that are listening that need a refreshing. I bless the mamas that are tired and need more time with you. I bless each family and every country that's listening to this and just ask you to pour out the refreshing of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, thanks for listening. Uh, Don't forget to check out my website. I've got an online Bible study that has just been released called Living Your Best Life. So check it out and I'll see you next week.